are once again fellowshipping in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and His Heavenly Father. I give thanks, I give thanks, I give thanks. Amen. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for this opportunity, Lord God. Thank you that we get another chance, Father, Lord God, another opportunity to just speak on you, Father. We thank you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Good evening, saints. Amen. I'm going to ask if uh, we can all turn to Matthew 11. Matthew 11, 28 and 30. Amen. Matthew 11. 
ended, he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. Now, many will ask this question. Why did God rest? God rested on the seventh day of creation to serve as an example to mankind so that we might understand the importance of rest in our lives. Amen. Father God did not desire mankind to be burdened with the cares of everyday life. Amen. God's rest wasn't the result of physical exertion because we know God does not run out. Amen. There is no limit to God. Amen. And in Isaiah 40, 28 and 29, it says this. Isaiah 40, 28 and 29. It says this. Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary. There is no searching of his understanding. Amen. God never gets weary. Of all the things, God never gets weary, and he doesn't faint. Amen. God is the source of all. Amen. Everything that goes on around us, God is the source of that. Amen. Now, 29 says this. It says, he giveth power to the faint. And to them that have no might, he increases strength. So if we had a God that wasn't able to supply our needs, he wouldn't be able to supply the needs of anybody else. Amen. But it says that he giveth power to the faint and to them that have no might. He increases strength. Amen. Now, God instituted a weekly Sabbath for people modeled after his rest on the seventh day. Amen. In Isaiah 30, 15, it says this. It says, For thus says the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel, in returning and rest shall be saved in quietness and confidence shall be your strength, and ye would not. Amen? See, God has unlimited strength, unlimited power. Amen? But with all of that that he has, that is what he wants to give to his children. Amen? He wants us to rest in him because we know he will not run out of strength or power. Amen? Now, in Psalms 23, 2 and 3, it says this. It says, he maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me besides the still waters. He restored my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name says. Amen. God is able to do all those things because he's giving us the rest that we so desire. Amen. Now, for us, God's rest is grace. It's goodness. It's the place where you and I are so focused on him that the overflow in our life is good, amen? That people see the rest that you have in the Lord, amen? When we hand over the cares of this life and say to God, not my will, but your will, Lord. Not my will, but your will. Then... We are in a place where we begin to align our desires with his and rest in his goodness, not our own, amen? Not our own physical rest, amen? 
Because no matter how hard we strive, no matter how many good deeds we do, without his grace, we will never get there. And when I say get there, I mean getting to that rest that God has for each and every one of us. Amen? We will never get to that place of rest where we are just completely rested. Amen? God's rest cannot be manufactured. Amen? It isn't, and it can't be bought. It doesn't come by the good things that we do. God says through the mouth of his prophet in Isaiah 64 and 6, he says this. He says, but we are all as unclean things, and all our unrighteousness are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. Amen. Now, Paul reiterates that in Romans 3.20, because he says this. He says, therefore, by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified in its sight. For by the law is the knowledge of sin. Amen? Now, the good news to this scripture is that Jesus promised to all who come to him that he will give them rest from the heavy burdens of trying to earn their way into heaven. Amen? And the rest from the oppressive yoke of self-righteousness because when you look at it, even the Bible tells us that many try to buy their way into heaven. Many try to do things that they weren't called to do. Amen? Now, Jesus encouraged those who are heavy laden, meaning weighed down with heavy weight or heavy burden. It can also mean carrying a heavy load. This term can be used to describe someone who is very tired or troubled with grievous cares. Amen? Many times we allow the cares of life to just take our mind and our focus off of him when God is trying to give us rest. Amen? Jesus said, take his yoke upon you. And in doing so, we find rest for our soul. Amen? And that's the only true place we're going to find rest in this world, amen? The yoke of Jesus is light, amen? Jesus invites people to take his yoke upon them, meaning to join him in a relationship of love and obedience. Because it is his yoke of repentance and faith, followed by a commitment to follow him, amen? Now, as the Apostle Paul said, for this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome, but the source of rest and peace. Amen. And when you look at 1 John 5 and 3, it tells us, For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Amen. What makes Jesus yoke easy and his burdens light is that Jesus own obedience, amen, his perfect fulfillment to his father, he carried the burdens that were meant for us to carry, amen, it was meant for us to carry these burdens, amen, but because of his obedience, amen, his perfect obedience is applied, in other words, imputed unto us, amen. Now, that word imputed is a word that means to attribute or reckon something to a person, amen. 
Now, in the Bible, imputation is often used to describe how God credited righteousness or sin to a person based on their faith or action. Amen? And another example of that is that here in Genesis 15, 6. God imputed righteousness to Abraham because he believed God's promise. Amen? And he believed in the Lord and he counted it to him for righteousness. Now, to us through faith, just as Jesus' righteousness was exchanged for our sin, as, and when I say as, I mean as Jesus was going to the cross, he could have just stopped and said, I'm not doing this. But because of the love he had for us, even on the cross, amen? Even on the cross that Jesus did this for us, amen? So we can have that rest, amen? Now, in 2 Corinthians 5.21, many consider this one of the most profound scriptures in the Bible, Amen? Go with me to 2 Corinthians 5.21. And again, like I said, many consider this one of the most profound, greatest scriptures of all time. Amen? And it says this. It says in 2 Corinthians 5.21. For he has made him to be sin for us. Jesus wasn't a sinful person, but God made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. He took that on for us. See, we have to understand everything that Jesus took on for us is so we don't have to go through the things that a lot of other people are going through right now. Amen? Jesus knew what sin was, but he didn't know sin. Amen? You know, you hear people say stuff like, uh, I know God. You know God, but do you know God? Amen? It's a difference there. I know of God, but I don't know God. Jesus knew what sin was, but he didn't know sin. Amen? Now, our obedience to the Father, we are indwelled by the Holy Spirit who works in our life to mold us into the image of Christ. Amen? Thereby making the yoke of Jesus easy and his burdens light. Amen? The life lived by faith is a much lighter yoke and a much easier burden to carry than the heavy burdensome yoke of self-righteousness under which some continuously strive to make for themselves. Amen? Now, Jesus was and is today inviting people out of their burdensome yoke and into his. Jesus is talking to people who are weighed down by the rules put in place by the world standards. Man can possibly live up to these, man can't possibly live up to these expectations. And they are weary from trying. Amen? Jesus has extended his invitation to all. See, there wasn't, Jesus wasn't pointing out a certain people. He was talking to all. Amen? The saying, my yoke is easy and my burden is light, is part of a larger passage, amen, in which Jesus tells all who are weary, he says, all who are weary and burdened to come to him for rest. True rest is only in Father God, amen. 
only in Father God. He isn't speaking here of physical burden. Rather, it was the heavy burden of the system of work that the Pharisees laid on the back of the people that Jesus offered to relieve. And this is relevant for us today. Jesus was rebuking the Pharisees for laying heavy burdens on the shoulders of the people. Now we see what's going on here, the heavy burdens that are being laid on the people today. Amen? And it's no different than what was going on back then and what is going on right now. Amen? Many are weary and burdened and weighed down by what's being carried. Jesus is inviting us to put down the heavy yoke. Amen? Jesus wants us to follow. Amen? Jesus followed up that by saying this. It was an invitation. It was a promise. If we go to him, we will find rest. If we go to him, we will find rest. God is not demanding obedience for obedience sake. It's through obedience that we can enter the good life he came to deliver. Amen? God is not beating obedience over our head at all. What Jesus is inviting us into is a life free from unnecessary burdens. Amen? Because a lot of times in our lives, we allow the things around us to hinder us, to weigh us down, to take our focus off of what we need to be focused on. But Jesus is saying, I will give you rest. Because man is not going to give us rest. Our job is not going to give us rest. And we really don't know what true rest is. True rest is only in Christ Jesus. It's a life where we can find rest in him and him alone. And the invitation is open to all. It's open to all. Amen. Mm-hmm. We often think the meaning of Matthew eleven twenty eight and 30 is an invitation to take off a yoke and rest. That's not what it's saying. It's not saying take off a yoke. But we miss the important piece. Jesus invites us to put his yoke on. He invites us to put his yoke on. Because he says, my yoke is eaten and my burden is unlike. Following Jesus doesn't mean we are released from all responsibility. And I have said this before, where people have said, When you give your life to Christ, everything is going to be easy. That is so far from the truth. Amen? To take Christ's yoke upon ourselves means to obey the gospel and submit to God's will for our lives. And Jesus is clear. There are expectations to follow him. And it won't always be easy. Nothing will always be easy. Amen? But he's gentle. He's not like the other things we yoke our lives up with because many of us can say that we have yoked our lives up with some things that we could not release or that thing would not release us. 
But Jesus is telling us to take on his yoke. See, when we take on the yoke of Jesus, that means we're not doing it alone. That means that we're not in this battle alone. That means we're not doing anything alone. But he is there to guide us, lead us, and to show us and direct us in the things that we need to do to know what true rest is in this world. Amen? He's not like the other things we yoke our lives up with. Amen? That weigh us down. Even in the difficult seasons, we can find rest and peace because we are yoked with him. There is nobody else I would want to be yoked up with besides Christ Jesus. Because I know being yoked up with Christ Jesus, I know that I can't go wrong. And I know he won't lead me astray. Amen? We aren't going to life alone or by our own strength when we do this. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. He doesn't mean effortlessly, amen. Rather, he's saying his yoke is appropriate. Following Jesus requires work. It doesn't mean that just because I'm a Christian now I can sit back and relax. It doesn't mean that. Following Jesus requires work. But the work he gives us is fitting for what we can accomplish with him. His burden is light. It's the world's expectation that weighs many down. The trials of the world system that make many weary. Jesus' intentions for us is not to weigh us down, but give us rest. There is a rest in Christ Jesus that we cannot experience in anything else, only Him. Amen. God has a purpose for us, and it isn't unbearable. In this world that we live, in a world that is exhausting with its stressful demands and trials, Jesus is the only way for his people, and his way is life-giving and allows us to experience the of life. Amen? It is only through him that we experience what true rest is. So I want to close with this. Amen? I want to close with this. Because Israel enjoyed God's gift of rest when they settled in the promised land which flowed with milk and honey which the Lord our God had given such rest when they were delivered from their enemies. Now, this rest a peaceful living was granted by God as his people looked to him alone and sought to keep his command. The only way for us to experience true rest is through Christ Jesus and him alone. Many have not yet come to what's being offered. Many have not, many have read it, but they have not come to what's being offered. When we rest in the Lord, we cast all our worries, our burdens, our discomforts into His hand by placing our lives fully into His hand. Amen? And let me say that again because I want you to understand this. Because many times we say, I've given it to the Lord. Have you truly, fully given it to the Lord? But by placing our lives fully in His hand, and to cease and to trust in God's grace.
place in peace. Rest is a spiritual state that is offered to all who believe in Christ Jesus. Amen? Jesus invited us to come to him and find rest for our soul. Rest in Jesus is also a state of reconciliation to God, where we are free from anxiety, worry, and insecurity. It is only in Him where we find this rest. Take my yoke upon you where you will find rest, and only in Christ Jesus we will find that, saints. With that being said, I turn it over to our pastor.